Aligned to the Light is a podcast sponsored by the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. The views and opinions expressed by each individual speaker do not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. As we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, this podcast embraces and discusses how to grow and develop the understanding of who we truly are. Welcome back to Align to the Light. Thanks for joining us for part two of So You Voted, Now What? with Double H, KB, Rev G, and our special guest, JK. If you missed part one, make sure you go back and check it out. We can't afford to just sit on the sideline and do nothing. We've seen that, and when you do that, your community will get taken away from you, and it has happened. In all of our lifetimes, we've all seen it. You have to, you got to get in the game. Um, it's either you're at the table or you're on the menu. So we, we, right. which one, what, what you going to do? No, that, those, I mean, those are excellent. And, you know, so KB brought up something that I think is um, even more, I think, fitting. So people voted. Thanksgiving's coming up. Um, depending on your situation, you may be doing it in person. You may do it, you know, electronically or virtually through Zoom or, or some other um, form. <clears throat> but what what's your thoughts on, you know, should politics be part of the the conversation? You know, I'm I'm sure uh, in Georgia like pretty I'm sure like in in other homes there's going to be some, you know, dialogue or probably some some uh concern and probably some rhetoric around, you know, hey, your candidate only won because of X or um, or, you know, our, our president is still the president. You know, he didn't lose yet or he didn't concede yet, so we need to treat him that way. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I, I have my own personal ones, but I don't want to just sway the, the commentary. So, uh, I don't, Rev G, KB, and you guys have any, any thoughts on how to handle that? You mentioned family, but, you know, I, I was also thinking of the setting of coworkers as well. I try to stay away from that in, in the uh in the office just because I mean people have different views and I don't want to prejudge folks because of their views as far as being with family that's I think that's a little different because you're a little freer to express yourself and express what you really feel without you know those repercussions but I mean I know I've had many conversations family but I guess it just depends on the makeup of your, your family as well and I would say respect is key you know, this whole podcast is about, you know, aligning with yourself and with that force within you, but being respectful at the same time as, hey, everybody has an opinion. You can have your opinion. I have mine. We can, you know, express it, but when it gets to a point that we're just button, we just uh, agree to disagree. So that's what I would say about that. And that's so true, you know, agreeing to disagree. I would say within my clan, within my family unit, fortunately, we all think alike to a certain degree. So there won't be a big argument about who's who and why they're there. But what I can say is a lot of families, there's a lot of anxiety there. And it's not even that they might disagree with their family member that voted, but they just might be having stress over the fact that it's taking so long. And, you know, the narrative that's out there at this point in time has changed our electric, our election process forever, unfortunately, just because of a few words that were said 
about the election not being fair. And I'm saying it's not being fair that we that there's been some cheating going on or whatever the case might be has made us also look be looked upon in a different light around the world. But what we have to do is work on what's around our dinner table, what's around our family unit, what's around our little community first before we could spread out into that. So what do we do? Well, we fight. How do we fight? We fight by going out to continue to vote. We fight by continue to get involved in the different programs that's going to help our communities and help our point get across. We fight by making sure that we have people to go out there to register and to be registered to vote. That, that's so important because, as it was mentioned, we had almost 900,000 people registered in the last three years. Now, we know that we've won very, you know, it wasn't even that large in Georgia where I'm living at this time uh, as well. It's only 14,000 votes. That's not a lot of votes. So we need to have more people come out because at the end of the day, is we have the Senate race coming up, and we know that some people that were Republican voted Democratic for president, but they still voted Republican for all the other offices. Because as Justin mentioned, and as we know that this is a Republican state, all of our state officials here are Republican. So what we have to do is keep on moving. We have to keep on fighting. We have to keep on supporting those programs. We have to find a way to, to, to have it balanced within our lives so that we can have the time to do those things. We had this class. I don't even know if they still teach it in school. It was called civics. You know, we are taught you about community outreach. It taught you about the process of the election. It taught you about different things like that. I, I, I'm kind of like an old head, but do they still teach that in school now? Yes. Oh, they do? Okay. Yes. I don't hear the children talking about it. I don't, I don't see anything, any blips about it, so... I don't know. Because your children are almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> I have nephews and nieces. I have friends that have children that are of school age that I speak with. But, yeah, my children are becoming old heads also. You know, so I could call you all old now. But that, that's what we have to do. We have to find a way to reach out to our people in our communities. And one of the things that they said is when you go to vote, take somebody. J.K., what's your, I guess, opinion or at least a recommendation um, regarding politics at over the holiday the day table. I, I agree with KB, right? I think for most most employees or people that own businesses, they they typically try to shy away from significant politics in the workplace because, you know, it can become a very heated discussion quickly. But, uh, yeah, I'm wondering just, you know, at home if you're – whether you're going to the in-laws or you're going to – you know, or you're doing it virtual or do it through Zoom and somebody brings up politics or the Electoral College or fake votes, what's, what kind of recommendation or least suggestion do you, would you have for our listeners to how to handle that? So it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in, in a lot of different families. Some people are going to take it too far. There's going to be some fights, like physical. It, it's going to happen. It happens all the time. But, um, my thing about it is politics has gotten too polarized, and you used to – there was a time in which you could disagree with someone and just keep it moving, and now people have gotten really dogmatic about their, 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 their politics and uh, their elected officials, and they defend them almost to the point like you're defending your religious beliefs, and I think that's too far. And I, I, I think that's too far. How do you handle those conversations? You can either choose to engage or not. Me, I like engaging, but I, I mean, I, I argue with people for a living. 
And so I don't mind. I want all the smoke. Let's let's go. Um, <laughs> <Not like but, me. laughs> but uh with uh with my family if you look at the the, the smaller uh my my immediate family, you know, we all have similar not the same views, very similar views. But when you expand that, like I have uh I have cousins that voted for Trump and the conversations are always interesting. I I say when you, if you are going to enter these political conversations, enter them and and be mature and be mindful. But too many people nowadays, the the, the president the pre, the president created an environment to not allow for civil civic discourse, um, and everything is now worth fighting for and and, and and fighting about, and people get really you know, angry and upset because a lot of the policies are just, are, are just, you know, some people just think that they're, they're, they're too far. If you don't feel like you can handle that conversation without swinging on somebody, stay out of it because, you know, you don't want to go to jail over Thanksgiving. You're going to be in there till Monday. <laughs> don't do that. And it might only be one pan of macaroni and cheese. So you don't want to miss that falling on the floor because y'all decided to fight. Um, so if, if you don't feel that you can have a civil civic conversation, don't engage in it. But I hope that families can use this as a time to understand different perspectives and, and, and come back to the table. There are certain things that I just like and certain policies you're not gonna give me with like as 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 a parent, you cannot convince me that separating people from their children is the best thing possible and having these children in cages and still not reunited with their families and the way that process has happened is okay. I'm not going to, like, there, there are certain things that, like, no, nah, we can't come to common ground. We're not going to agree to disagree on that. Like, That's no, we're going, we're going to argue about that. Like, it's going to be an argument if, if, if that comes up. Because as a parent, like, I'm, I don't have the – there are certain things that I can, I can be a little passive on. Other things I can't. When it comes to, to children, no, nah, I can't be passive on that one because, you know, it's just it's, – it's a policy that went too far, and it's a policy that, that's not – just not okay. So I don't know that double H. I don't I don't think that there's a way to just like just completely stay out of it. The thing is, just use your discernment on am I if because if if they bring it up, if I if I talk about it, like I'm gonna be in this conversation, and if I don't want to dedicate the time and energy into being a conversation, you know what? I'm gonna go visit the dessert, the dessert table while y'all handle all of this because I just want to <laughs> stay away from it. Give me a snack, but um, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm looking. You know, I'm. A, I, I know. You know, my family. We're going to be distant during uh, this 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 holiday. But I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm going to stay focused on social media and see what other families fighting over. Um, <laughs> you're not going to have that as far as me and my house, but uh, it's going to happen. I have a disclaimer. Uh, at this time, I would like to make an announcement that the cousins that he was talking about that voted for Trump on his maternal side, not his paternal side. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I I can assure you that red to the G to the double E may not have any sweet potato pie, may not have any any pumpkin pie. He may have like a, a cookie for Thanksgiving. Let me tell you something. Anybody, I know how to cook myself. I could bake. I'm good. Might have brought you something. You might have, yeah, you yeah. I'll, I'll, still, I'll still make sure you get the plate pop. But uh, thank you. I appreciate you, son. Right on. You you are you 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 are correct. 
um, it is on it is on uh, it is on that side of the family. Uh, <laughs> but um, Katie, what, what did you? You gonna ask something? I think I interrupted you. Oh, Good. God. Gosh, <laughs> just going back, you know, to, to what Rev G said about, you know, do they teach civics in, in school anymore? You know, I was just saying, you know, it is important to to have those discussions, you know, in the house where, where kids are present, and I, I don't think it's ever an age that, that's too young, um, two, three, four, five, you know, these kids pick up everything. So just even having that conversation of, hey, you know, the election just passed. What do you think about it? You know, what do you think about the candidates? Do you know who was running? And having those conversations as early as possible because then by the time you're, you know, 15, 16, 17, it's second nature to know that, oh, every four years, you know, it's the Olympics and it's the election. So I, I just wanted to kind of make that point and then to see uh, JK's kind of uh, thoughts on that as well. Oh, I, I agree with it wholeheartedly, and that's what we did in my family. Um, yeah. We were a family that ate around the dinner table. Uh, we were a family that talked about a myriad of issues. Politics was one of them, um, so that we learned how to engage in these conversations as adults. And we didn't always agree, you know, with everything, but we did have those conversations from the time I can always remember uh, that. And um, I think it's it's it's. Uh, a good time to also mention the passing of uh, New York's first black mayor, David Dinkins. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. May he may he rest in peace. I was a small child when David Dinkins was elected, but I knew who he was. I knew I was excited about the election. I couldn't vote, of course. I was like I was seven, and um, but I was excited. Like, wow, we're gonna have a black mayor. And what does the mayor? Hold on, what does the mayor do? Oh, yeah, that's cool. He's, he's going to, you know, be in charge of New York. So we were having those conversations. And I think it's extremely important. I took my um, – when I proudly casted my vote for uh, Stacey Abrams for governor a couple of years ago, I took my daughter with me. She was two, you know, or not even two yet. No, she, had, no, she wasn't even two yet, but she was with me. No, she wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, casting casting that ballot. And, um, you know, it's it, – to your point, KB, it's never too early to start doing that. Now, one of the things I do appreciate about the way that my parents handled that is we were never influenced. We were always just informed. They never we, When we had these conversations, it wasn't to make us think like them. It was we're all going to put out, you know, the, the, uh, this information. You form your opinion based on facts and understanding, not based on, you know, uh, us trying to persuade you in, in, into what, in, uh, what to think. And so the decision on how to handle all of that stuff was always, was always ours, and, and, and I appreciate that. We were not indoctrinated into believing partis- anything when it comes to, 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 to partisan politics. It was always, hey, here, here are the things that are going on. Here are the facts. What do you think about it? And that's true because even as they were younger, my children were younger. One thing that we did was we took them to vote with us as well. And usually it was after yeah, work that we went. Car. That's a little different. No, 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 no. When we was in New York, we didn't have a car. Y'all stood in line with us. Y'all stood. Y'all went to the booth with us when we lived in New York when y'all were younger. And, you know, and I felt that it was important when they got when both of them got to be of age and got had, went to vote for the first time. I made sure that they was in Georgia in their home city to vote. I went down to their schools to get them to make sure that they was able to vote the first time so I could go with them. 
and it was a beautiful experience just to know that, you know, because I felt it was something important. It was a duty that, you know, they had to take responsibility for, and now they don't miss elections. They do vote. You know, one thing about it in, in, in politics, I've always, in all the jobs that I've had, I've always been the biggest, to say the least, but there's always been very few people that have looked like me. So even at work, there was always politics that was played in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And you had to know which game to play and which game not to, which one to get involved in and which one not to get involved with. You know, as they used to say, around that water cooler, whatever the case might be. But they got to the point where they knew not to ask me because I would tell them my, I would give my opinion. And it wasn't always <laughs> coded, so to speak. But we had to learn how to speak up. Yeah, no, I, that's that's dope. Um, as, and as I think about, you know, how we can um... – you know, start wrapping this up or at least hit some of the, the peak ones. I, you know, I think J.K. said something that was extremely well, right? Engage in a political process in your everyday life. And, and so whether that's attending the PTA meetings, right, if you have children or if you have nieces or nephews, attending police board, community board meetings, you know, joining a civic organization that I may have form letters that you can sign on to or you can donate to, um, I mean, those are things that I think all of us have the ability, and I would encourage all of us to do it, right? Um, the, the challenge for this episode, I would say, is, and I mentioned it earlier, is to, you know, go back and look at who was on the ballots, write down their names, and I would I would ask you to tweet or, yeah, tweet or at least email them, say, hey, I'm just a voter, just wanted to check in and looking forward to, you know, communicating more with you come January, whenever they're they're sworn in. So, again, an easy an easy challenge, but it starts to build that relationship. It starts to building that, again, how are you aligned um, mentally, spiritually, now politically, right? So if, if an elected official at least has seen your name and knows who you are, that second or third or fourth or fifth time that you tweet them something or you email them something, chances are they may say, oh, crap, here he comes again. You know, here here she goes again. What what do they want now? Or, you know, on the flip side, it may be like, oh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, uh, you reached out. We're already thinking about this, you know, um, or we're already thinking about what can we do to, in terms of redistricting um, or what are we thinking about doing in terms of, uh, different platforms for taxes. We we heard we heard we heard from you. So that would be the challenge for this episode. So um, I I encourage all our listeners to do that. It's an easy one, but yeah, get the get the names and uh, social media for you know for your candidates that you voted for off of your ballot, and you should even look at the ballot, you know, and and just reach out. Just again, it could be something as a simple. Tweet or or post or email. Just hey, I'm just reaching out. Want to establish a relationship with you. So as things happen throughout the year, whether it be another, you know, whether it's police brutality or whether it's something positive, right? Hey, we we just noticed that um, we got a new firehouse in the community, and and you know the firemen are of a diverse uh, background and they represent you know the community they're serving. And the same thing for the police department. And you say, hey, I just want to say good job, thanks. Double H, uh, first of all, I, I appreciate how you always have um, a challenge uh, for people. 
I would like to piggyback off this one a, a little bit and just tweak it because you mentioned reach out to the person you voted for. I would say reach out to whoever won. Yeah. Whether you voted no. for them or no. not. There you go. There you go. You know, whether you voted for them or not, that person represents you regardless. Right. Um, and so, and you can even tell them, I didn't vote for you, but you have an opportunity to earn my vote next time based on what you do in this position. There's nothing wrong with saying that because the, the, the problem that we've seen from this last president is the fact that it was like, well, if you voted for me, I'm your president. And he, that's all he spoke to were, were the people that, that were supporting him. And we have to, we have to break that cycle and we can do things like that too. So we can reach out to people. And even if they, they're not a part of our, the party that we voted for or whatever, they still represent you, still build that relationship. Facts, facts. Thanks for that tweet. That's that's why that's why we have you as the political <laughs> strategist and me as the podcast host. Whole different thing. Appreciate that. A great job with this, and I I I definitely appreciate the the show and appreciate coming on. So, so the thought just hit me. I mean, recently. We've had a couple of announcements of the the picks that our president-elect is actually putting forward. And I know me to see the diversity and to see the wealth of, of uh, knowledge and experience that these folks have is exciting to me about what's to come in the next four years. But um, J.K. and, and our other hosts, I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on that real quick before we uh, wrap this up. I think I think it's 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 a, a diversity is uh, always to be celebrated. Um, there are so many qualified people that get overlooked um, because of their their ethnic background or their skin color, and I'm I'm, I'm glad to see that the president elect is appointing people that are extremely qualified for the positions you know that they will be held if they are confirmed by the Senate, which is another reason why you got to get back out and vote, because yeah. all of these confirmations have to go through the Senate. Um, the Senate has an opportunity to block people or not confirm people and different things of that nature. Um, but it, it, it is it is worth celebrating. It's great to see. Um, and outside of the appointments, so black people, black women specifically, um, but black people in general have, have carried the Democratic Party um, since black people started voting for Democrats in the probably about the nineteen probably about the nineteen sixties, and we've carried the party. And black women have 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 done a lot uh, for the party in general. So to see a black woman as a vice president, to see black women starting to get a, a, appointed, uh, I think there's a, there's there's a black woman that's been appointed or pending confirmation will be appointed as the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. But it, it it's great to see because. Like, we've been carrying the water for a long time. Give us what's due to us. And I hope that extends outside of just uh, cabinet positions, but to investments in our community, to uh, policies that are actually going to uh, not this trickle-down stuff, but things that are going to rise, you know, all of the uh, all of the ships and the ships specifically uh, that, that, that are in our community and things like that. But it's, it's good to see. It's a good start. But, you know, starting and finishing – are, are two different things, and as a as a Falcons fan, I'm painfully aware that you can start off strong, but if you don't play in the third and fourth quarter, it means nothing. And so I just hope that all of this stuff continues to go throughout the throughout the presidency. And that's so true. And you know, being a Falcons fan, Justin, I know you used to disappointment on a weekly basis, and I do understand that. You know, but we're not yeah. going to have disappointment in this process here. One of the things that I was very impressed with also is that he named an immigrant 
to be in charge of homeland security. Yes. I believe it, which is a beautiful thing. It's nothing like an immigrant being in charge of immigrants. You know, they, they, they have a feeling for it. My family came here by choice, you know, on both sides of my family. You know, and we as immigrants, they weren't treated very well when they first got here. So I do understand the need for that, that, that in itself. But just to see the representation of the knowledge, not even saying just of the people of color, but of the knowledge and understanding and the, the, the experience that the cabinet has, you know, reflects on so much of a different level than it is of the current administration we have here. And somebody said it jokingly, but it's a true thing. And there's not a Biden in the bunch. You know, he didn't just he didn't just appoint friends and relatives to position, which is great. Right. He appoints people that could do the job. Yeah, there is so much we could have went on this episode, right? So I I am sure there are listeners oh, yeah. like, oh my God, you know, you guys didn't touch on this, you didn't touch on that, you didn't touch on electoral college, um, which is a uh, uh, stay tuned. That's right? episode by itself. Our, 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 our plan is our plan is to uh, is to have another episode just on the electoral college, right? So. And and uh, we want to break it down, you know, for we recognize everybody may not be uh, politically minded, but it is important to understand what this means, right? I think we have seen it over the last few elections, questions around the popular vote versus the electoral college vote and who wins, who doesn't win, and, you know, what goes in, what the process is in terms of uh, certifying results and then how those results kind of turn into um, who votes in the Electoral College. So, again, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast, like it, love it, tweet us, give us some responses back. But be on the lookout for that episode as well as, and this is the last plug before we turn over to KB to uh, leave out, we are going to have an episode on 1920, 2020, the 100-year gap, which changed what hasn't. And so... If you are a history buff, if you think about Black Wall Street, if you um, think about the pandemic, if you think about where we were in terms of, you know, world history, stay tuned for that episode because, again, it's going to be another uh, banger, another exclusive for Alliance of the Light. So we've got great content for our listeners and just hope that you continue to come back. KB, I will turn it back over to you. All right. So thanks, Double H. Appreciate you, JK. Appreciate your expertise and you taking the time out to join us um, and just discuss these topics and, you know, bring a, a different viewpoint to our listeners. But as we end this episode, I think we've talked about some some good things, some food for thought, and I'll turn it over to JK for any closing comments and, and then uh, Rev G. I just want to say thank you for having me on. Thank you very much for allowing me to share this this, this platform. Um, you all do an amazing job. I'm looking forward to that that episode that Double H was just talking about. That's that's going to be some good stuff. I'm very curious to hear the uh, information that's going to be provided on that. But um, thank you so much, and to to the listeners, make sure that if you're if you have a runoff election in your community, make sure that you show up. Make sure that you, you cast your ballot. And don't let voting be the only political 
action that you take. Make sure that you're also participating in advocacy. Make sure that you're building those relationships and don't only pay attention to federal uh, positions. Make sure that you're getting involved with your community and your community elected and appointed officials as well. But thank you all for your time. Thank you for allowing me to be here. And, um, you know, just keep up the good work and uh, just just may God continue to bless your, 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 your platform. Well, thank you. We thank you, Double H and KB, as well as, you know, our special guest, JK, for being with us once again and ask you to tune in again and subscribe to us. Once again, this is Red G to the Double E with a line to the light. Also known as Master G-E-E to the little kids before they told the truth. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, in case anybody's worried, uh, we're not, you know, there's, I understand it's copyright, so, he, you know, don't, don't try to come after us for that. Sign it out and appreciate everybody. We look forward to hearing from you. Please send your questions, comments, and suggestions via email to aligntolight at uhsca.org. That's A-L-I-N-E, the number two, L-I-G-H-T, at uhsca.org.